Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Truckers, what are your best stories from years on the road? My dad is a truck driver, and he likes to tell a story about a Keebler cookie driver who was getting teased on the radio once. He said the other drivers kept asking him questions like, Do elves make the cookies? Are you an elf? How tall are you anyways? Dad says this truck driver let the good-natured ribbing go on for a while, and then he said in a deep voice, Listen, I only drive this truck for the paycheck. I don't ask any questions. I just back up to the tree and they fill it. You can't expect a man to badmouth his employer, okay? I've heard those elves have friends in some pretty high places. The last thing I would want to do is talk trash about their operation. Plus, like he says, pull up to the tree, get the cookies, and dip. Not that difficult. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. And today we're going to be going over this Ask Reddit thread from uh, Truck Driver Stories. I don't know. I thought it was really entertaining. Truck drivers kind of make our country able to operate, so uh, why not? And, I don't know, they've seen a lot of stuff. You know, who's been around America and got more opportunities to bump into weird stuff than people delivering stuff everywhere? So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. My great-uncle was a trucker in and around San Francisco in the 40s, whose route often took him over huge hills for which the city is known. His truck wasn't all that powerful, so he usually had to stick it in a really low gear and crawl up the hills. One day, his little brother, my grandfather, was visiting him and sitting in the passenger seat when my great-uncle saw a friend coming up behind him. His friend had a better truck and was able to climb the hills faster and was going to be overtaking them soon. So my great uncle had an idea for a prank and had my grandfather take the wheel while he jumped off the cab. And when my uncle's friend passed him, my uncle was behind the truck pushing it up the hill. Yeah, you know the steroids they had back in the day were really, really next level. You know, you could literally be pushing a semi-truck up a hill. You know his friend that saw that literally went on to never challenge him to an arm wrestling match again, just in case. I was at a truck stop in Ohio getting fuel, and as I'm standing there on the driver's side of my truck watching the fuel gauge add up, this guy walks around the front of my truck and stops about 10 feet away from me by my driver's side steer tire. I look over at him, and he's standing very still, silently not blinking and say, can I help you? There was no response. What is wrong with you? And I still got no response. At this time, my hand went to the knife I had clipped on my left pocket just in case. What is wrong with you? I yelled. And he finally responded calmly in a melancholic tone with, oh, nothing. I just wanted to hear your voice. And then turned away slowly and walked away. I did not sleep well that night. Yeah, walking around wanting to hear strangers' voices is already kind of weird enough. Now, let alone just standing there staring at them, not blinking or saying anything until they scream at you takes it to the next level. I, I don't even know what a possible reasonable explanation could be for just zoning out and staring at someone you don't know, other than them, like, wanting to just scare people for some weird reason. I was in a pretty bad car accident on my way to college. My grandparents drove me since my parents were working, and I had way too much stuff to take on a plane. 
We were driving on I-80 in Pennsylvania, and I was asleep in the back seat, and I'm not exactly sure what happened. We think my grandma had a stroke while driving, but in any case, we ended up swerving off the road, rolled over a few times, and smashed up the cars and ourselves pretty good. Thankfully, no other cars were involved. But I've always wanted to say thank you to the truckers who helped us that day. Three guys from three different trucks ran over to assist. One gave my grandfather a handkerchief to staunch the bleeding on his face. Another sat next to my trapped grandma and held her hand until help arrived, and another guy hung out close to me as I sat in the grass in a daze staring at my messed up knee. I remember that the two of us watched all of my earthly possessions as they rolled and scattered on the highway. Anyways, my grandparents and I went to the hospital and now we're all a-okay. But the best thing those truckers did? Those dudes picked up all of my colored pencils from the road. All of them. They were scratched up and had road grit in them, but those guys took the time to give me back a part of my life. Unbelievable guys, and I will always have complete respect for them. Honestly, the fact that they were like, a three strangers stopped to help you out is incredible, and the fact that they wanted to give you a piece of your life back is great too. I'm sure that, you know, the entire situation was horrible, but at least knowing people cared enough to try to give you a piece of your life back helped it in the weirdest way. I don't know. I'm very glad everyone's okay. That situation's just, wow. My dad told me this story. Back in the 80s, one of his friends was in the army on a semi carrying a nuke. They were going like 15 over the speed limit and a rookie state patrolman pulled them over. Due to the nature of their load, they couldn't take chances, so 10 guys jumped out with rifles and made the patrolman get on the ground until they were able to verify he was a real state patrolman. Oh ho, how the turntables. Could you imagine you're a cop, you pull over this truck, all of a sudden you're the one being detained? I guess that's what happens when you try to pull over a truck carrying a nuke, you know. He probably never tried to pull over a military vehicle again after that. Former trucker here, I was driving through the north of the mountains of Colorado towards Pueblo, and it was my first time dealing with anything like the Rocky Mountains, so I was trying to take it nice and slow with my hazards on and in the right lane. It was spring, so there wasn't much snow on the ground aside from a light dusting. I remember passing another truck pulled to the shoulder on my way up, which wasn't unordinary. However, as I was heading down the mountain, which can be scary in an 18-wheeler, trust me, I saw the same truck I passed earlier fly by me in the left lane. Now, being passed on the left going downhill in the Rocky Mountains by another tractor trailer is crazy enough, but what really makes the story is the guy's trailer brakes were on fire. He was pulling a load, and you could tell because the trailer was sealed, and if you know anything you know about trucks, there's only so much braking you're supposed to do before they overheat and worst case catch fire. This guy's truck looked like a comet as he sped down the mountain at what I thought was sure to be a deadly pace. I grabbed the mic on the radio and called out, Hey driver, your brakes are on fire. I mean literally on fire. This rough, weathered sounding voice comes back over the speaker of my radio and says cool as a cucumber. I know. As he disappears around a curve. I never saw a wrecked truck, emergency crews, or even a mention of an accident over the radio. But I did see a discarded fire extinguisher on the ground at the base of the mountain. Just one of many awesome stories. This is just basically what Apollo would be in the modern day, you know? Instead of pulling the sun in his chariot, he's just, like, got his brakes on fire flying down a mountain. This guy's just playing, you know, like, Tokyo Drift in expert mode, just with a semi-truck. Imagine your brakes being on fire and just being like, Yeah, yeah, I do this on the daily, dude, trust me. I was on the New Jersey Turnpike at around 3 a.m. with a load of pork coming out of Pennsylvania. I'm just driving along, singing to the radio, when I noticed a shadow way up in the high beams. I started to slow down to try and figure out what this thing was, because I thought maybe it was a deer or something. Nope, not a deer, it's a horse. There was a horse trotting down the interstate. So you slowed down and asked him why the long face, and he was asking for directions, right? But dumps. 
Seriously though, man, horses gotta get places too, okay? He was probably a little bit lost. They're not the best at reading road signs. I've been trucking in the oil fields for two years now. I narrowly avoided a head-on collision with a single propeller plane, had a brake pod pull off the truck in front of me and fire past me at an insane speed, seen a co-worker go into a ditch during a blizzard and jump on a lease road and get a good 10 feet of air, fully loaded 40-ton unit doing a complete 360 and staying on the road and kept going like nothing, and I've gone downhill jackknife at 70 kilometers an hour and recovered. I've seen some stuff, man. As for the propeller plane incident, I was driving a body job picker unit with a few bags of sand on the flat from East Dawson Creek, British Columbia to Grand Prairie, Alberta at dusk, and just before the border, my headlights started reflecting off something in the sky ahead of me. I couldn't really tell what it was, and seconds before hitting me, I realized it's a plane coming right from my driver's seat. All I could really do was throw on the Jake brake and slam on my brakes, and those ditches were so deep on either side of the road, and the road was narrow, so I couldn't really swerve. The pilot pulled up a few feet in front of my truck, and there was enough space to turn around that I would have met the dude at the small airport in Dawson. The dude in the plane is flying the way I feel like I fly planes in GTA. I'm just gonna get as close to the car as I can, pull up at the last second. Only difference is in real life, if you crash your car into an oil truck, I'm pretty sure there's a big boom and you don't get to try again, bro, so you might want to be more careful going forward. My trucking days were garbage, but I got some good stories from them. I was going south on I-75 in Georgia at around 3 a.m., and I saw this bright light maybe two miles behind me. Not only was it super bright, but it's on the interstate and flying. It was big, too. It's moving faster than anything I think I'd ever seen. Now, earlier the day, I had called the guy who taught me how to drive, and he's a really, really superstitious person about life on the road. He would tell me stories about a green apparition that chased him in Florida when he was pulling too many miles, all that kind of stuff. I was already scared from that conversation earlier, so looking into my mirror and seeing this giant light flying towards me made my butthole clench into the seat. The thing closes into the distance between us and flies past me, probably doing about 120. I had the window down and as it went past, I felt this massive amount of heat and when it went past me, I could tell what it was. It was a hay hauler, a truck that's designed for hauling hay and the entire load of hay in the back was on fire. I jumped on the CB screaming, driver, your trailer's on fire. And the driver came back in a surprisingly calm voice with, I'm just letting it burn off. I figured if I go as fast as I can, I can keep my cab from getting burned. What's up with truck drivers just not being afraid of their car on fire, you know? Like, I feel like this would literally have me, you know, about to poop my pants if I was hauling something that burst into flames. This is the second time someone's just been like, man, these things happen, you know? Things burst into flames, it is what it is, but uh, I'm just gonna go real fast. Around 2007 and 2008, I was a trucker, and it was about 2.30 in the morning in Georgia. I was in the sticks about 100 miles north of Atlanta on I-75, and I was alone in a drop yard for trailers. I was there to drop off my current trailer and hook another one, and all I had to do was pick up the paperwork from the mailbox and go. I love stuff like this. No crap, loads ready for me to pick up, no waiting around, fantastic. Now my entire life there's always been this weird phenomenon that's followed me. You know those halogen street lights? I would say 60 to 70% of the lights I walk under go dark. It's the strangest thing. I walk down a street at night and it's not strange at all if every light I walk under goes out. And when I walk away from it, it comes back on. I walk the streets in darkness and I literally have no idea why it happens. 
Anyways, back to Georgia. I dropped off my first trailer and backed under the trailer I'm picking up, got my paperwork, and as I'm raising the landing gear, I'm standing underneath a big street light, and guess what? It goes out. No big deal, but I say out loud to that one in particular, I wonder why that always happens. And at that point, the craziest thing that's ever happened in my life happened. A calm voice from about three feet away says, it's a show of respect. A voice. No one was around for miles, and I'm literally in the middle of nowhere, and there was no one there, and I heard it as plain as day. It was a man's voice, not loud, scary, or intimidating. It spoke in a very matter-of-fact way. Show of respect. I freaked out, jumped in the truck, and moved 80,000 pounds faster than I ever thought I could move it. I'm not crazy, I have no history of mental illness except for ADHD, and no history of mental illness in the family. I don't even tell people this story because of the looks I get. It happened, and ever since I've wrestled with the question, what does it mean? Yeah man, I don't know, the streetlights turning off as a show of respect thing makes me think that you got something dark that respects you. Maybe you were just like an absolute G when you were really little and don't remember it, and like now some demon just has to follow you around and turn off streetlights. That was our agreement 40 years ago. I used to be an over-the-road trucker, delivering to dollar stores all around the Northeast United States. It was fun for a while, but after, I eventually got sick of not having a home, but this is one of my favorite stories. It happened, of course, when no one else was around to corroborate the story. I was in the middle of back roads in upstate New York, somewhere in the middle of the night. I'm gonna say around 2am or so. I was cruising at about 50 miles per hour, and since there was no cars and the road was wide open, I figured why not. So I'm chugging along, fully loaded, on my way to the first store when I see what looks like a small bump. No big deal. But as I got closer, I realized how big this bump is and the fact that it's a, really, a raised railroad track. By this time, I was too close to slow down at all, and I swear to God, when I said all was done, I managed to get at least five feet of air in that thing. After the shock of what just happened settled, I realized that I landed without breaking anything, and I let out one of the most fulfilled screams of excitement as I had just gotten off the world's best roller coaster. Listen, I'm sure it was an incredible roller coaster, but I'm more flabbergasted that you managed to break nothing. You would think jumping a semi-trailer five feet in the air and slamming it back down would break something in it, you know, like a brake line something. This thing isn't a semi-truck, you've got a monster truck, bro, like literally. I'm not a great storyteller, but the things I've seen, I'll try to share the most exciting, surprising, and meaningful experiences. You have to understand that trucking, it's a routine. The same task, the same chair, the same wheel, the same job, but if you pay attention, it can be an adventure every day. The most exciting things I've seen is probably lots of fire. I've personally saved loads and damages just from calling 911, and the craziest was one time I was almost home. The sun was just barely down, and I saw a truck heading the other way with something bright, and there was a constant line of sparks four feet high flying from the back right tire. I'd literally never seen so many sparks. It was as if he was doing it on purpose, and as he passed me, I could see the sparks were now a solid wall of fire, several hundred feet long and about three feet high. I called 911 that second and told them to hurry before the next call would have been in and that way they had a head start on the fire. I saw it, ended up seeing it three days later. They got there in time before it reached away from the highway. I've driven into storms that convince me I'm about to die. I mean like walls of storms. It took less than a minute to go from clear to I can't see, I really can't see, and I'm going 70 with a full load. In all likelihood, I was about to smash into a stopped car or manage to stop in time and get wrecked from behind. I've literally had to dodge other cars. Sometimes people make mistakes or get enraged or maybe they're on drugs, but I've had cars both in intentionally and unintentionally try to hit me on the highway. You want adrenaline rush, you just got to experience that. When you're trucking, you're controlling something so powerful you hold the lives of everyone around you. 
Could you imagine a 26,000-pound truck hitting a 3,000-pound car? I'm sure I've saved people's lives by keeping track of the big picture and dodging other cars in heavy traffic. Still scars me to think about the times I've been a fraction a second away from being a national newsworthy wreck. As for the most surprising, I once saw a homeless man chasing another in a dead sprint and once found a rolled car on the highway at 3 a.m. There were a few people standing around it and I asked them what was going on and offered my help. They said they had no clue, they had just seen the car blocking one lane and pulled over. The worst part is we didn't see anyone associated with the car. We wanted to believe they had fled the scene, but we were afraid they might have been flung a couple hundred feet away somewhere in the tall grass we couldn't see. I never found out about that one. I've driven in hilly country a couple times where I get to see a beautiful fog. It builds up the valleys and it's like a dream. The fog, much more than the storm, can be actual walls. It's so cool to go clear as day to 50-foot vision in about one second and then back to clear a few seconds later. I've had a guy on a motorcycle practicing his wheelie for two minutes. Talk about nerve-wracking, but it was really cool to watch. And perhaps the most memorable experience I had was joining a caravan that was speeding for like an hour. If you've never done this, you always join up at the back and watch for the trade time, usually around 10-15 miles. Then the front guy will drop back and the next person will lead for the same amount of time. And everyone takes an even time leading and everyone is less likely to get pulled over. I'm sure there's more, but I've said too much. There's really just too much to tell. If you've read this whole thing and think you might want to try for your CDL, there's loads of driving jobs even right now. It just takes responsibility and concentration. Honestly, dude, this speeding caravan sounds absolutely lit. I mean, all of this sounds like an adventure. Seems like you got something going on every day, but that's some fast and some furious stuff. Everyone taking turns speeding. They can't pull us all over, especially if you got a nuke in the truck, you know? My dad's a trucker, and he always tells me about a late-night delivery he made once in Chicago. It was about 11.30 p.m., and he pulled up to a red light. He's the only vehicle in sight, and out of nowhere, some guy knocks on his window. My dad cracks it a bit and asks him what he wants. You got change for a 20? Asked the guy. My dad was pretty suspicious at this point, and he just goes, nope, sorry, and rolls up his window, but he's still stuck at the red light. And this guy's just standing there on the side of his truck on the little step, knocking and asking for change. Finally, the light turns green, and my dad starts to pull forward, but the guy's still hanging there for a bit, but eventually hops or maybe falls off. My dad slams on the gas and gets about a block away before he meets another red light. And when he looks out his mirror, there's the same guy in a full-on sprint chasing behind him. My dad looks around, sees no other cars, and pulls through the red light before the guy could get to his truck again. According to my dad, the change for a 20 thing is a pretty common ploy to get truckers to open the truck, and since they've got a lot of possessions in their cabs, they're a pretty good target for theft, and that's presumably what was going on here. Yeah, but if you're trying to rob people's trucks, okay, I feel like it's insanely obvious what you're trying to do when there's no cars around and you're just banging on the window asking for change. I mean, listen, obviously I don't want anyone to get robbed, but my goodness, we should just be grateful that this criminal apparently did not think any of this through. Especially chasing down the truck for another block. Like, hey man, you know, I'm no expert. Uh, car faster than feet. My grandma, who turns 100 in June this year, likes to tell this story about my grandfather. They owned a farm and would deliver produce all over. My grandpa would load up a truck, I'm guessing something like a big two-ton flatbed, and make deliveries from their home in southeastern Minnesota to Milwaukee and Madison, but most notably Chicago. During Prohibition, while making a big delivery to Chicago, he got stopped by a bunch of gangsters in the city and held at gunpoint while they made sure that he wasn't hauling any moonshine. When they 
they confirmed that it was just produce, he was allowed to go on his way, and it turns out they were Al Capone's men. Damn, bro, your grandpa was out there living the life. Not a fun one, but imagine being, like, held at gunpoint by Al Capone's men. He's chilling in Alcatraz. They're still running the moonshine business, see? Getting checked, you know? You got any moonshine? No, it's just turnips, bro. It's just turnips. I was at a truck stop in the middle of the night, and a guy next to me starts talking to me. He's about 50, and he's short and friendly, and has a huge bushy mustache. After a moment or two, though, I realized that his mustache is actually his nose hairs, which are inches long and obviously combed into the desired mustache shape. I was both fascinated and repelled at the same time. I am disgusted by this, but I also have to give him credit for that level of dedication. You know, like now his nose hair is long enough to braid into a mustache. That's really weird. But I think the in-between phases were probably even weirder. Like when it's just an inch out of your nose and you just have really long nose hair and you're not even disguising it as a mustache. To be at that point and be like, nah, this is going to be really funny when it's a mustache and keep growing it. I have to put some respect on the dude's name. I, I can't even lie. Anyways, guys, I think that that's gonna do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I'd really appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comment section down below what you thought. And of course, subscribe if you're new. If you like videos like this, I post them pretty often. If you really want to help me out, I also post the audio version on Spotify. You can find a link to that down in the description if you want to check it out without gameplay offline. Whatever floats your boat, you know, no pressure. And uh, yeah, on that note, guys, I think that'll really do it. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot. And hopefully I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.